Hello and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host Casper. And I am your other host Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, sometimes Fridays, because... Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays are for podcasts. <laughs> when you have terrible winter weather and you have to reschedule. Oh my lord. But of course, before yes. we get into our episode <laughs> about our dino cryptid, we must talk about our sponsor. Calm your body down. So guys, uh, actually it's kind of perfect that we did this Friday because today is the last day for the Valentine's bundle packs with the body cream and the bath bombs. Thank you for all who took advantage of that. Um, so if you ordered by Wednesday, uh, you will be able to have shipping by Valentine's Day. If not, um, shipping will not happen until Tuesday or Wednesday due to President's Day on Monday. So, um, please take advantage of it. Uh, obviously you have till the end of the night tonight, um, to order them. And again, they'll ship out by tomorrow, which means you should get them either by Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, well, Monday it's supposed to snow like 10 inches too, so and that too. That. So, yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, the <laughs> Instagram is CRBD, guys. Thank you for the follows. I've had some new followers recently, I appreciate it. And the link is in the bio to the Etsy shop. Um, otherwise, just search Calm Your Body Down on Etsy. Yeah, sorry for no treat yourself this week, guys. Uh, I moved last weekend and I have no brain this week, so there's that. Calm your body down. Also, what's really funny is I have a Discord and uh, Bacon Beard on my Discord said, uh, are you saying B-I-N-K or D-I-N-K? Because I need to know. I was like, it's Dink. D-I-N-K. <laughs> and he's like, Bink. He's like, is it Bink? Is it Dink. Bink or Dink? Because it matters. <laughs> it matters to Bacon That's Beard. amazing. Thank you, Bacon Beard. He said he sings it every time. I guess he wanted to sing along with that's me, awesome. so that's... Anyway. So, guys, we're talking about a cryptid today that's like a dinosaur, and I wanted to play this, actually, when the episode first started, and I completely forgot to play it, so, um... Oh, please tell me you're gonna play what I think you're gonna play, because, of course, it's the first thing... To Jurassic Park. It's the first thing I thought of. We're going to play enough so that we don't get sued. So amazing. I'm telling you. You know what it makes me wish I had a kazoo? Like, right? Because let me tell you something. The first time I saw that vine with that one that was just tumbling. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, guys, so this one's really cool looking. I didn't know about this one at all. Uh, Becky introduced it to me. And since, you know, we're kind of going with the black history theme, you know, because of women in horror and black history, um, we wanted to do one that was centered from Africa. And I had never heard of this one before. And it looks like a brachiosaurus with spikes, which is kind of rad. But I mean, if I saw it, I probably wouldn't say that's rad. <laughs> oh my god, no. I would be absolutely horrified. 
it would scare the absolute shit out of me if I ever saw this thing. Uh, so it, uh, the name of the, <laughs> the name I'm of the script did, and obviously why we played the Jurassic Park theme song, uh, the Michele Membe is, And uh, you're going to be saying that this whole time, because I can't. <laughs> so how I found out about it, um, and why specifically, um, you know, obviously what Casper mentioned with it being Black History Month, I knew that there were some cryptids centered in and around Africa. I mean, obviously in every culture. Um, God, when we went over that episode of the gin, I had no idea that right. damn near almost every single culture, if not several more than what I thought, had some type of of their own version of the gen. So I knew that central to Africa, there would be some type of cryptids. And I distinctly remembered this one and why I've been able to get the pronunciation down so much is that back in 2008, um, there was a really cool show on sci-fi called Destination Truth. Josh Gates was the host. Um, he still does a show with Travel Channel called Expedition Unknown. Uh, Destination Truth did, uh, I think it was actually, yeah, it was their second season. They did an episode called Swamp Dinosaur, and they went to um, Lake, okay, actually I wrote this down because I don't want to mess up the pronunciation of the name of this lake, because it's kind of difficult to say. Um, Benguele, um, it's in northern Zambia, so... Most sightings of the Mikelomembe have been in the Congo River Basin in the, on the continent of Africa and mostly around this lake in northern Zambia. Um, also in other sections that we'll get into uh, once we start reading more of the Wikipedia page. But yeah, I remembered, I was a diehard Destination Truth fan. I remembered years ago seeing this episode and I since went back and watched it again. Um, and it was just really cool actually being able to watch someone go to the area of, I mean, sightings date back for this thing over 300 years. So to actually go there and meet people who still believed in this legend, even after all this time and speak with them was, was really interesting in and of itself. Like, because you're getting like a first hand of people who either they believe that they've seen it themselves or it's just been passed down throughout their family. I'm terrible. I only watched the Destination Truth episodes that were paranormal. I literally watched I was like, oh, you're going to them. a haunted location. I must watch. I literally watched all of them. And I really, well, this one was cool because, fuck yeah, Jurassic, like the fact that there could be a real fucking dinosaur. And guys, there have been expeditions even up until I think, uh, Two or three years ago, a guy was trying to raise money on Kickstarter to go there to film Mokali Mende. So this thing is still breathing a life in and of it. It's like it still is breathing life in itself. It's still, after 300 plus years, people are still believing and wanting to try to find this supposed dinosaur it looks so cool though i'm not gonna lie it yeah. looks really cool some pictures it looks like a brontosaurus some pictures it looks like a brachiosaurus but basically it's the long neck long tail almost like elephant body <laughs> shape 
type <laughs> elephant. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was like, I wish I had a fucking kazoo. I would play it the whole time. Oh, I would. Yeah. Yeah. The just, whole time. Just like under. Like... <laughs> also, uh, Jurassic Park World, what? Jurassic World 3 is the OG cast coming back. Yes. The Dinosaur Man. I mean, you have to have the Dinosaur Man and Laura Dern. Because if you don't, you just, you just, I don't know. It's I'm not Jurassic so Park. I'm just so excited because Jurassic World and Jurassic Park 3 again. Uh, I love Jurassic Park 3 so much. Yeah, but then they, or wait. Wait, the sequel to Jurassic World, wait. The sequel to Jurassic World was like The Lost World, the which Lost was World. Jurassic Park 2. 2! They're literally remaking them in a weird, it's, strange Yeah, and That's yeah, why I was like, yeah. wait, there's the third Jurassic yeah. World, is it going to have the Spinosaurus? Because, oh my god, I love the Spinosaurus, it's my favorite, besides the raptor. <laughs> let's just do better. Let's, let's do better. <laughs> let's just do better, because these last two were trash. Jurassic World wasn't terrible. And I, it, was it wasn't. It, it was wasn't. Fine. My biggest complaint was all of that fucking product placement. Yeah. Was unreal, unnecessary. Also, no one can run in heels like that. Uh, yeah, thank you. My second point. Thank you. You're running from a fucking T-Rex in heels? And bitch, your feet are gonna look biggity busted after all busted. that. Like, busted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is you... Fuck it. Yeah, bitch. Exactly. Because that's what you said to your feet. That whole goddamn movie was fuck my feet. I'm going to run from this T-Rex in heels. Go fuck yourself. Nobody's doing that. First of all, a gay man. I would I would say a gay man would run better in heels than she would. I they, love Bryce Dallas Howard. They would pull it off. This, this is not her movie. No, it's not. Can we also talk about why Judy Greer is playing her sister in this film as well? They were sisters in the village. Like, what is about, what is that? Can we talk about why Judy Greer keeps playing second fiddle to so many not that? Well, I mean, she was Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter in Halloween. I mean, besides Jennifer Garner. I love Jennifer Garner. And 13 going on 30 is one of my favorite <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. We're like... <laughs> screams. Um... Okay, Macaulay Mimbe. I almost forgot where I was. I, for um, some reason, my brain heard Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin is a cryptid. Did you know? Did you guys know that Macaulay Culkin is a cryptid? Home Alone is not real. That about fucking broke me. Because <laughs> that TikTok trend all of a sudden, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin, give this to Kevin. God damn it, TikTok. I spent... Do you know TikTok. how much money... What? I don't... Do you know how much time I've spent on TikTok in the last two days? Yeah. Same. Eight hours. I can believe it. Four hours Wednesday and four hours last night. I can believe it. And then Danielle gets up and goes to bed and I'm like, what time is it? Holy fuck, it's 11. <laughs> I've sat in I'm just bed. over here going, from the top to the bottom, somewhere. Get a bucket and a mop that's somewhere. That is the most ridiculous video I've ever and seen. And gonna walk, walk. I have sat in bed when I've tried to go to sleep and just 
between reels and fucking TikTok, I'm like, I am, I'm wasting, wasting so many moments of my life. But some of them are really fucking funny, though, <laughs> like legitimately. Really? Also, fuck you, TikTok, for like getting me to like Billie Eilish. Now I'm like Billie Eilish. I heard Bad Guy on the radio today, and I turned it off, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> that song is still kind of hard for me to get. That one's still one of those. But that's like a little too old. And I'm like, yes. I really <laughs> like the one that stopped. What the hell are you talking, talking about? about? Keep my pretty name out of your mouth. Yeah, I, I like that I one fucking too. love that song for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Isn't there a song that she does called I Wish You Were Gay? Or something like that? I mean, that? if she does, that'd be dope. <laughs> I'm down. It's something about being gay. No, I think she's singing I'm down I Wish I Was Gay. I don't remember. I can't remember. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just down like, for a song like that. Singing about gay. Lesbian Jesus. You're like, I'm just. She's just singing about being gay. Um. So, I know I kind of went over most of this. Do you want to read the intro? Sure. Or, okay. <laughs> I have, I do you well... guys ever get these wild hairs in your face that are longer than the rest of the hairs in your face and you got to pull it out and pluck it? Nope. Because that's what's happening right now. It's okay. I'm like, crazy. I'm like, I don't. And I don't have tweezers. Go through that. <laughs> FYI for all you guys, I have one in my chin. You're welcome. In cryptos kids but I was gonna say nobody can see it, so in crypto why cryptozoology. My brain it's okay. It my brain this word doesn't doesn't look like it Cryptozoology, the Mokele Mokele Membe is a water dwelling entity that lives in the Congo River Basin, sometimes described as a living creature, sometimes a spirit. Let me tell you something. That was a, one of the most fascinating parts to me, is that it's described as a creature. But sometimes it's actually just as described as a spirit. Because most cryptids are just creatures. You don't hear them being described as a spirit. During the early 20th century, descriptions of the entity increasingly reflected public fascination with dinosaurs. Including aspects of a particular dinosaur species now known among scientists to be incorrect. And the entity became increasingly described along a number of purported living dinosaurs in Africa. Excuse me. Over time, the entity became a point of focus, in particular among adherents of the pseudoscience of cryptozoology and young earth creationism, resulting in numerous expeditions led by cryptozoologists and funded by young earth creationists in groups with the aim of finding evidence that invalidates scientific consensus regarding evolution. Hey, those people have... I'm sorry. Creationists are... I... Ugh. I'm sorry. I just I can't get my mind around literally believing that the, that the Earth is only like a few thousand years old. I mean, that's how I was raised, and that like we that like dinosaurs. I'm not a hundred percent. I don't know what I believe with that because I was raised believing that, and I don't know what I believe with that. I've never actually sat down and thought about that because I was raised believing the Earth is six thousand years old, and. That That's God like, literally created the earth in six days? Like yes. literal, like literal six 24 hour days. I don't know if they were 24 hour days or just six days. But I have so many questions. <laughs> I mean, I don't I really like, have answers. Then what was God's day then? Like if it wasn't 24 Like what hours, was your day? Was your day a year? Was, was it a year? Yeah. Because I then, 
if your day was a year, then where is 6,000 were, were years? Your, were your days, like, Alaskan sun and moon, like, was it was it six months per day? Were you using the Gregorian calendar? <laughs> or or were the Mayan using... calendar? <laughs> yeah. Which is eight years behind oh us. Like, God, I don't know. No, I don't know. But see, like, I don't know what I believe with that. Because I, I, it's how I was raised. So, like, a lot of things, y'all listen, a lot of things that I was raised But science on, has put that, science has disproved that. Yeah, science that. has disproved that. Like, fossils have been found to date back way, like, millions of years. Like, that's Well, it would make more sense impossible. to be millions of years. Yeah. Whew, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't discredit creationists and I don't discredit evolutionists because I'm like, here I am smack dab in the middle. I don't fucking know. I mean, I don't, I don't judge them. It's just, it's just tough. Cause it's just one of of those things where it's like, you know, when you were raised to believe the Bible, you were raised to believe it no matter what, like you, they're proof. Fuck it. We don't need proof. The Bible says that it's true. That's what I was raised to believe. And now that I'm older, I'm like, but proof. (laughs) But like literal word, though, it's not even so much. It's not even so much proof. It's that you were raised to believe that something that not only it says it right there on it, that this is a this is an addition. So. When something is an addition, it's not the original version, yet you were raised to believe that that was the original original written word of God. Even so though we that, all know that in it's translated. But that in and of itself doesn't even make any sense because no. it says right there on the cover that it's an addition or version of. Mm-hmm. It well, says it right too, there. Like, like, you so, can't... You can't translate, especially a language as Hebrew, old Latin languages like that, translating into English. Something's not going to translate correctly. No, it's not. Just like the word homosexual. In the Bible, it stood for pedophiles, not same sex. And these are people who are theologists who have literally stuck, like, Studied well, it. Because it came from a time where it was perpetuated that the only way that you had relations was to procreate. Mm-hmm. So that right there is why the word over time was changed. Because even in a time with procreation, men were sleeping with 13-year-old girls and having children. So that's a pedophile, but then you can't have a homosexual because then you can't procreate. So what's the point in a Christian's eyes? Mm -hmm. Because that's the only reason why you have relations is to give life. Like, sorry, you don't enjoy sex. Even if you're 13, even if you don't enjoy it, even if it's illegal, even if it's disgusting, even if it's basically rape. Um, Yeah, no thank you for that. Yeah, No. so a whole lot of that. Well, enjoy your Bible lesson tonight, guys. <laughs> and uh, forcibly, or almost killing your children in the name of God, or um, having sex with your dad, or 
from the top to the <laughs> like there's so there's so much. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Sorry about the biblical history lesson here, guys. It's Go just, watch Mother. There's your biblical there's lesson. There's just a lot um, going on. And I don't and and we just want to preface by saying both of us believe in God and I don't have anything against anyone that is Christian or Muslim or Jewish or whatever you choose to believe in. It's just that when we discuss these things openly and say them, it's coming from a viewpoint of not only someone like Casper who grew up like that, but someone like me who recognizes the fact that that's, that's indoctrination, which is a form of brainwashing. And essentially it's, it's cult behavior. And uh, yeah, they don't want to hear that. But that's no, what it is. When you're when you're raised in that, they believe cults are always satanic. Always. And I'm like, oh, do you know the definition of a cult though? It's like trying to tell people that Christian fundamental Christian fundamental fundamentalism, Jesus, like cryptozoology <laughs> up with these fucking words tonight. Uh like when you try to mention to Christians about Christian fundamentalism or Christian terrorists. And they refuse to believe that exists. And I'm like. Christians also believe that. So Waco didn't happen. Even though that was totally. A lot of that was our government's fault. But Waco didn't happen. <laughs> You're like even. I mean. But. <laughs> also not all Christians. But most Christians also believe that. Witches worship Satan. And 95% of witches don't believe in Satan. So, Because anyway, it's a Christian construct. Y'all made that shit up. <laughs> so over time, entity <laughs> became a point of... Well, that's actually Sorry. one really interesting thing, though, because that's something we... Now, Lucifer, Lucifer is real. We differ on the devil. I believe on that. I believe in that. <laughs> I believe in that. Lucifer is real. That all happened. So there is an evil... Entity. Are you pointing at me right now? Evil. <laughs> there is an evil. There is demonic forces. Demons are very fucking real. But it's like the point. I think I think it's not that you and I differ on the point of origin. It's not that we differ about the devil. I think we I think like where we kind of we we know where this we connect where the story begins, but it's like where the story ends is like where we are where we're kind of on the fence like where you're here i'm here we're opposite sides of the fence I but it's cool side. though because but I'm it's like, fine because i don't care yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i just had to i i had to just train myself to know that there's been and you can look it up there's so many parallels to greek egyptian pagan stories and not just stories, but deep parts of their culture and their and their belief systems that were just blatantly ripped off by Christians. I mean, just flat out ripped off. And, well, and mean, even though even though they were told that it was evil, Christians took it and they were like, "Well, not if we do it." So that's that's where I that's where I get kind of like. Ah. It was like going into the satanic temple. My entire world was flipped. Because I believe in down. evil and I believe in the devil, but that's not the devil. 
That's the thing. That is not the devil. No, I know that, that is now. What, that's what Christians want you to believe is the devil because they stole that. Because they needed a representation. Let me tell you. During, uh, more importantly, because it was during the time. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up really bad. You guys are getting a deep history lesson. I'm going to fuck this up. But when, we go when from dinosaurs were, to the origin of death. When they were really <laughs> trying to push. Like when Roman Catholics, like when I probably like back in like Constantinople and like all that shit, like when they were really trying to push Christianity, they needed to push it hard in churches because most people were illiterate. <laughs> Bless you. People that they were trying to convert were illiterate. So the best way to get to these people was the whole hellfire and brimstone story. Because if you can show them this... <laughs> This horrible horned looking, if you can, if you can pervert this beautiful image of this woodland creature and make it this horrible, evil horned looking thing and turn hell into this place of fire and brimstone and say, if you don't follow this, that's where you're going to go. And that's who you're going to meet. These people bought it hook, line and sinker. And that same story has been perpetuated for thousands and thousands and thousands of years now and people like your people like the way you were raised and still believe in it like you did it one time it's the same thing like what I tell it's you. like the same form i mean even though now you're educated you're not you're literate you have the information to show you that it's not they didn't so that's how the story caught on and that's why it's been able to still be perpetuated the way it has let me tell you guys something. When I went into that satanic temple, my entire world was rocked. <laughs> like, rocked. You go you go into somewhere believing one thing and walk out believing something completely different. And it's like your entire life believing that that image is Satan. And being in the same room with it. And I was so uncomfortable I'm not going to lie. Right I now, was so uncomfortable. That is not what Satan looks like. If y'all believe in the Lucifer story, he is gorgeous. He's beautiful. He probably looks like, look a like real, that. that Lucifer that look, show. Y'all, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> anyway. That's really what he looks like? We should. Do, are we just going to do this whole episode <laughs> on the origin of the devil? I mean, we really could. We could. <laughs> We're like dinosaurs, but did you all know the beginning of Satan? I mean, that's we're, we we go back sixty five million years. We're just going back a few more million years, just a few, and now we're gonna push it a few million years forward. It was also a big, giant, huge rock my world moment about Lilith. I knew yeah. nothing about Lilith. Yeah, that's been deeply well, you know, women. So, <laughs> I mean, believe me, I know <laughs> women. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, it's always our fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if Lilith looks like what I think she looks like, I get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. Mm. <laughs> We're like, oh. so over time, we go from devil, women, drool, and <laughs> dinosaurs. Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> So over time, the entity became a point of focus, and in particular among adherents of... I read this. Hold on. You're fine. <laughs> um, okay, so paleontologist Donald Prothero remarks that the quest for... Mokele Mimbe. 
is part is part of the effort by creationists to overthrow the theory of evolution. Wow. Evolution and teaching of science by any means possible. Additionally, Prothero observes that the only people looking for Mokelly Mimbe are creationists and ministers and not wildlife biologists. Historian Edward Guimont, Guimont has argued that the Mokelly <laughs> myth grows out of earlier pseudo-historical claims that the about Great Zimbabwe, and in turn influenced the later reptilian conspiracy theory. Which we're not even going to get into because that's ridiculous. It would help if I push the right button. <laughs> um, so, starting in the 20th century, uh, specifically in the year 1909, uh, was the first mention of an Apatosaurus-like creature in Beasts and Men. This was the autobiography of famed big game hunter Carl Hagenbeck, he claimed to have heard from two independent sources about a creature living in Rhodesia, which was described to natives as being a half elephant, half dragon. Can we just can we just picture a creature that's half oh, elephant, yes. half dragon? Because the fuck. <laughs> now this is a little bit south of uh, Zambia. Uh, Rhodesia is, in case anybody wants to pull up a map of Africa. We, if anybody starts getting confused, because I did a little bit researching this, and I was like, okay, I need a freaking map, because I've not paid any attention to geography since, like, third grade. Um, I mean, I know where Africa is, and I know where Egypt is. I mean, I know where Africa, it is. But... I got I got most of it. I got most of it, but I'm like, all the in-betweens, I'm like, ooh. It's like when we start getting, look, I'm, I'm bad with the states, so don't get mad at me about Africa. I don't even know oh, I'm good where I states. live. I used to just be horrible with the New Hampshire the New England states. Now that I've oh, been to I'm, Massachusetts, I actually I'm bad for with some the, reason can remember it now. The, the middle part is where I'm fucked up. Yeah, all that I'm fine. The the middle. Oh, the middle. Into, yeah, I don't I don't have none of that. Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. It does go boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. You're right. Most I'm never going to. I wonder if there's any <laughs> Hannah's in Montana. <laughs> I don't know why they caught me off guard. They caught you off guard so bad. I like, I was like, ah, I like glitched for a second. Um, So naturalist Joseph Mangus, we'll go with that, uh, has also told Hagenbeck about similar stories. Hagenbeck speculated that it can only be some kind of dinosaur seemingly akin to a brontosaurus. (laughs) Another of Hagenbeck's sources, Hans Schomburg, asserted that while at Lake Bengualu, Bengualu, I'm sorry, he noted a lack of hippopotami. His native guides informed him of a large hippo-killing creature that lived in Lake Bengualu. However, it is noted below, Schomburg thought that native testimony was somewhat unreliable. If something um, be killing some hippos, that motherfucker's gotta be big. Well, what's so crazy is that, so the episode of Destination Truth, when Josh and his team went down there, two separate sightings that they had when they actually went out on Lake uh, Benguelu. They, one, during the day, um, they weren't, actually it was the one at night with thermal footage, it was inconclusive, but when they had a sighting during the day, even though it was far enough off in the distance when they were able to enhance the footage, it was a hippo. 
So actually, there are a lot of hippos in Lake Benguelu. I don't know if at one time, maybe earlier in the 20th century, there weren't as many. But, you know, in 2008, and possibly even more now, I think that's more so of what people have been mistaking for Mokele Membe have been hippopotamuses, because there's a lot Actually, that was the number one thing that they said when Josh and his team went out on their boats on this on this specific lake in particular. They were told by their guide and people in the villages to watch out specifically, not only for hippopotamuses, but for crocodiles, which they did see crocodiles too. So I definitely don't think anybody would mistake Mokele Membe as a crocodile, but I could for, for sure see somebody mistaking it for a hippo, especially at night. Well, yeah, they um, have the same body structure. Now, the neck is very different. Right, but I mean, like, if you saw, if you, because a lot of times hippos will only surface, that like, only their back will be seen. So, at night, if you saw this, and they can get fucking big in the wild. Big. So, I mean, you see little cute Fiona. Yeah, no. You know, we, we live near the Cincinnati Zoo. So, you see little cute Fiona. No, they get fucking huge in the wild. So if at night you saw this big giant hump in the water, like, yeah, you probably think it was a damn dinosaur. So this, because this has even been, Mokele Membe has even been referred to as Africa's Loch Ness monster because it's mainly around water. Um, Now the Loch Ness monster would be more of a plesiosaurus because they actually had like flippers. Um, Brontosauruses, Apatosauruses, Bronchiosauruses, they were all land creatures uh, that ate, leaves and well you guys saw Jurassic Park but I digress so I think it's more plausible that people would think it that I that it's a hippo rather than a dinosaur do you but want I could see song? how nope hate that fucking song I do too <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god no like of all Christmas songs and I have a few on the list but that one that one's way up high it is up up there faux show um, so reports of entities described to be dinosaur-like in Africa caused a minor sensation in mass media and newspapers in Europe, mass media, of course, hmm. uh, in North America carried the story from 1910 to 1911. Some took the reports as face value, others were more skeptical. It is notable that Western Europe and Americas were going through a pop cultural intrigue in dinosaurs, the brontosaurus being the most popular. I think probably because that one's so cute and kids are like, oh, you can ride it and it eats plants. Yeah, because um, it's fucking massive and it doesn't eat you. Exactly. It can step on you. It's like a dinosaur version of an elephant. Um, this could have contributed to both reports as well as the tendency of newspapers to claim the reported beast uh, was a sauropod. Um, so it should be noted, too, that this is kind of the same thing that happened when, like, King Tut, uh, when Tutankhamun's tomb was found. Around that time, there was such, like, what a lot of people don't know is that in the scheme of pharaohs, Tutankhamun was a really, like, low-level pharaoh. Like, he really wasn't that important. His tomb actually really even wasn't that big compared to most. It's just that during the time that his tomb was found, there was, in the 1920s, there was this boom of, like, like, all of a sudden, Egypt was, like, the big thing like anything that had to do with Egyptian culture like Europe and Western America like Western cultures North America Europe like that was everybody wanted Egyptian shit in their house they wanted you know they wanted an obelisk they wanted stuff with hieroglyphics on it so literally like this is this is why 
all of those tombs have been pillaged because there went through this huge boom of like Egypt being the thing during that time. So I just think it's interesting that during this time in the early 20th century, people like the media, everybody was into dinosaurs. So when you get this story, people are like, oh my God. So then they run with it. So even if it is fake, like even these reports were saying, yeah, we're skeptical, but it's not going to stop them from reporting it because it's selling newspapers because everybody's into dinosaurs right now. So whether it's real or not, I don't think it, I don't think anybody really cared at the time, especially once media gets a hold of stuff like that. <laughs> so according to one German adventurer, Lieutenant Paul Gratz, uh, his account from 1911 reads, the crocodile is found only in a very isolated is found only in a very isolated specimens in Lake Benguelu, except in the mouths of the large rivers at the north. In the swamp lives the Nsanga, which is feared by the natives as a degenerate saurion, which one might well confuse with the crocodile, were it not that its skin has no scales and its toes were armed with no claw with claws. Sorry. I did not succeed in shooting Nsanga, but on the island of Umbuela, I came by some strips of its skin. Ew. Another report comes from a German captain, Ludwig Ferrer, Ferrer von Stein Lusnitz. Oh my goodness. That is a name and a half. Too many names. Um, as described by Willie Lee in Exotic Zoology, published in 1959, von Stein was ordered to conduct a survey of German colonies in what is now Cameroon. Oh, I forgot Cameroon was... German occupied. In 1913, he heard stories of an enormous reptile called Mokele Mbembe, alleged to have lived in the jungles, and included a description in his official report. According to Ley, von Stein worded his report with utmost caution, knowing it may be seen as unbelievable. Nonetheless, von Stein thought the tales were credible. He trusted native guides that related the stories to him, and the stories were related to him by independent sources, yet featured many of the same details. Though von Stein's report was never formally published, Lee quoted von Stein as writing. Uh, now, this is this is from von Stein's account himself. The animal now, and this is actually pretty interesting because this same description was given on this 2008 episode of uh, Destination Truth by villagers uh, who supposedly saw him. It was almost the same, almost the same exact description. The animal is said to be brownish gray in color with smooth skin and is approximately the size of an elephant or at least that of a hippopotamus. It is said to have a very long neck, flexible neck, and only one tooth, but very long. Some say it has a horn. A few spoke about a long muscular tail like that of an alligator. Canoes coming near it were doomed. The animal is said to attack the vessels at once and to kill the crews, but without eating the bodies. See, that sounds more like a hippopotamus to me. Mm -hmm. The creature is said to live in the caves that have been washed out of the river and the clay of its shores at sharp bends. It is said to climb the shores even at daytime and search for food. Its diet is said to be entirely vegetables. The feature, this feature disagrees with possible explanation as a myth. The preferred plant was shown to me. It is a kind of liana with large white blossoms with a milky sap and apple-like fruit. At the Susumba River, I was shown a path said to have been made by this animal in order to get its food. The path was fresh and there were plants of the described type nearby. But since there were too many tracks of elephants, hippos, and other large mammals, it was impossible to make out a particular spore with any amount of certainty. Alfred Alois Alusius, Alusius, 
I always want to say Aloise. It's probably Aloise. I mean, that that looks Aloise. We'll say Aloise. Uh, Alfred Smith. Got it. Who had worked for a British trading company in what is now uh, Gabon in the late 1800s. Briefly mentions in his 1927 memoir of the Jagonini and Amali. I am behind the Cameroon. There's nothing. There's things living we know nothing about. I could made books about many things. The Jagonini, they say, is still in the swamps and rivers. A giant diver, it means. Comes out of the water and devours people. Old men will tell you what their grandfather saw, but they still believe it's there. Same as the Amali. I've always taken it to be. I've seen the Amali's footprint about the size of a good frying pan in circumference and three claws instead of five. He also speculates that some great creature like the Amali could be responsible for finding broken and splintered ivory, now known to be mythical, elephant graveyards, as well as claiming to have given a chiseled out cave painting of the Amali to Ulysses S. Grant himself. I think it, I think there was this weird thing I saw that my grandma did that put me back to Ulysses Grant. Oh, Doug. Like, like related, related to, to him. Fun. <laughs> so in the 21st century, in 2001, <clears throat> BBC broadcast in the TV series Congo, a collective interview interview with a group of Biaka or Bayaka pygmies who I didn't. It's Bayaka. Bayaka. They're in. They're um. Mbenge pygmies, they're central to uh, Congo. Yeah, so pygmies actually in that section of Africa are actually enslaved, unfortunately, even to this day. Uh, small segue, there's a great MMA fighter named Justin Wren, W-R-E-N. If you guys are ever interested in donating to an amazing cause, fight for the forgot forgotten this guy takes it up on himself to travel. He has gotten malaria God knows how many times. He's had a brain uh, fucking parasite. Just wow. <laughs> he has literally put his life on the line to dedicate himself to digging wells for these pygmies that are being pushed out of the forest by the Congolese government, um, being enslaved, being their food supplies, everything being taken away from them. And he is providing wells, I think over like 80 now, so that they've been able to have their own villages and homes. Um, Get it, dude. To sustain a life. Yeah, this guy was a young guy in his 20s. He failed a drug test when he went into the UFC. He became a drug addict on pills. He got himself clean and sober. And a big part of his sobriety, he felt like was giving back. And he started going to the Congo and he's been doing it ever since. And I mean, he really gets in deep with these families. He has buried children. He's been there when children have been born. He's, wow. He's, it's up to these villagers, this is the only white person they've ever seen. <laughs> and he literally looks like Thor. Justin Wren is huge. He's got a big blonde beard and long blonde hair. And this guy is an angel. And he, um, he's just amazing. So if you guys are interested in ever wanting to donate to a great cause, Fight for the Forgotten does a lot. Uh, I've actually heard of this documentary and there's been other doc. Vice 
um, if anybody's uh, heard of Vice Channel or Vice News, um, they in the 2000s, I think maybe early 2000s, they went to, uh, David Cho actually, who's an artist, went to uh, this part of the Congo region to uh, investigate reports about Mokele Membe. Uh, I think actually even in 2015, so it may even be more recent than that, but um, he ended up uh, doing a lot of reports about the pygmies because a lot of people just were not aware of not only the fact that they exist, I think some people just thought they were like an urban myth, but not only that they exist, that there's mass villages of them and that they're being slaughtered, enslaved, having their homes and villages taken away from them by the by the government, basically. So uh, yeah, Justin Wren's doing God's work. So that's a good guy. What a wonderful man. Sorry to segue. I just, I love him so much. What a much. wonderful real life I love life him story. so much. And every time he's on, every time he's on Justin or, or Joe Rogan's podcast, I cry my eyes out because he tells these stories and they just get you so emotional. And he is just such a good guy. And he's Bless. amazing. And he's been so, and he stays sober. And, oh, uh, we just need to look after him because he's literally putting, I mean, he literally has had like, he had like a brain, like, He's had tapeworms. He's, I mean, he's had malaria. I don't even know how many times this guy has almost fucking died trying to save these people because he feels like after being sober that this is what God put him on earth to do. So he is an angel. Bless that he man. He's a real life fucking Thor as far as I'm concerned. <clears throat> he's, he's amazing. You guys, actually some people on social media might've even gotten to know him even better because there was a story about this kid getting bullied uh, last year. And Justin got a hold of his family and he's actually become really close to the kid and has paid for him to go through uh, jujitsu training. So he is literally one of the most amazing people. Wow. I just had to throw that out there. I just, Justin Wren is just so awesome. It's fam. I was, I was wondering at some point talking about the pygmies that I was just going to have to bring him up because he is really, he is really truly doing God's work. I mean, I, I don't know if I could do it, but I'm telling you, sometimes it takes special people, and he is one of the good ones. He is definitely one of the good ones. Um, so they identified the... Mokele Membe. <laughs> as a rhinoceros while looking at an illustrated manual of wired, wired life, wildlife. Holy shit, that's crazy. Neither species of African rhinoceros in, is common in the Congo Basin, and then... Mokele Mbembe. Maybe a mixture of the mythology and folk memory from a time when rhinoceroses were found in the area. Okay, now that's crazy. Right? In August and September of 18, Lens Greve of Nothenborg, Adam Christopher Newth, along with a film crew from, <clears throat> excuse me, DR and a DNA scientist, traveled to Lake Tele in Congo in search of the, I'm going to try it this time, Mokele Mbembe. Good job. They did not find the dinosaur. However, they found a new green algae. <laughs> well, we didn't find him, but we found this algae. Well, In case gee. anybody wanted to know. <laughs> In 16, a young travel documentary crew from South Africa made an independent documentary about searching for the Mokele Mbembe, which they later sold to Discovery Africa. The team consisting of Jordan Dial, Luke McDonald, and Donovan Orr spent roughly four weeks in the Lukuala Swamp region, visiting various Aga Pygmy villages. 
collecting stories of the creature's existence. While they, whilst they point out the difficulty of differentiating between the Mokele and Bembe's spiritual and physical existence, they interviewed numerous people who believe in the presence, while others suggest the last of the species died at least a decade ago. Now, you know what? I would be more apt to believe that it's actually been passed down through memory and mythology that uh, rhinoceroses were in that area at one time. Cause that's crazy that th that's crazy that in 2001, when they looked at a picture of what was an illustration of the Mokele Mbembe, that it actually to them looked just like a rhinoceros. So, uh, well, to think, what if, what if, a, what if all of a sudden, you know, with climate change and everything going on, what if all of a sudden rhinoceroses do start coming back into that area? And those people haven't seen a rhinoceros in, in decades. God or knows ever. how long. Or ever. They've literally never seen one ever. A rhinoceros would look like a dinosaur to me if I'd exactly. never seen the thing you before. you never seen one before, you would think it was a fucking dinosaur. That makes perfect it's sense. It's literally a unicorn. I mean, it is. It's sort of. I mean, it's so, on its yeah, nose. If, its you, head, but... if you had never seen one, you would think it was a dinosaur. And actually, this so this group in 2016 that went, I just look, I believe this was the group that had the Kickstarter that oh, I told you it? about. Yeah. So that's really interesting that even up until what, this was four years ago, that yeah. people were still wanting to investigate the Mokele Mbembe. And if anything, it's bringing awareness to the pygmies. You know? Because this is an area, the Congo is an area that has seriously been under an intense, violent government regime for God knows how long. And so many people have suffered, but namely pygmies have suffered a lot. So yeah, if any, if anything, even if, which, you know, as much as I would love to believe that a dinosaur exists somewhere in Africa... I don't think so, but I mean, if if anything, expeditions to this part of Africa are bringing awareness to something, and they're bringing awareness to these villages. More importantly, the pygmies. So that's really fucking cool. If any, if anything good is coming out of this, I personally um, just want dragons to be real. Same, um, but yeah, that rhinoceros <laughs> that rhinoceros story is really fucking. That kind of makes me really, really, really think that right that they saw. I think it's either, I think I think stories from years back were possibly rhinoceroses. I think more so now it's people seeing hippos. I'm just very curious where they get the neck from. The only thing that makes sense to me is if you're seeing it in the dark and all you see is see, the body, their neck could be a tree. It could be anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's dark. All you've got is the moonlight. And if you're seeing it from a distance, your eyes play tricks on you. I mean, in the dark, it in does, especially yeah. in the fucking dark. You Which I see shit all the time all in the dark. My God, and there ain't nothing there. I have gone on. Hubby and I have gone on night drives, and shit that you will think you will see in the fucking woods, you have you don't have a fucking clue. You will you will legit think you've seen fucking Bigfoot. You don't even know. You have Let no me tell you fucking clue. Though. Especially well, when there's no street, you know, like you're you're out. You're in you the know, dark. Like no fucking street lights. Yeah. Nothing. Do you remember when we went to Danvers? Yeah. 
but in the dark yeah and you were trying to figure out where the fuck we were and i was losing it because i was like i don't feel right this feels wrong and you're like i need you to calm down so i can figure out and i'm like sophie i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it and you're like i need you and i'm like just fucking go somewhere i'm sorry i was trying to tell you to calm down because i was freaking the fuck out because i'm telling you because when we got to that I dead ever, end we got to that dead end and then it was all fall bitch if i ever if i, I was like there's a neighborhood drive towards the I said, if I ever felt like something was watching us in that moment, or I was about to see someone walk up to one of our doors and knock on the window, it was that moment. You, when you said that later, that's ex I was like, let me tell you right now. I've never felt so uncomfortable in the car. As in we my were life. and when we stopped, as we were driving, I thought, if I look out my window and there's just somebody just walking, <laughs> I was legit waiting to. See for someone to come knock on the window. And I would, or I would look over and see. I'm like, if I look over in their eyes, so bitch, I will, I will jump in your lap and push the gas pedal. <laughs> and then this is when it'll really be a movie because we'll slam into a tree. And, and we'll be stuck in that cemetery all night. Like, oh my fucking God. And we didn't actually know, you guys. We did not know at that time we were right by the cemetery, God, we which is right crazy. Fucking there. I can't even believe how fucking close <sighs> we were. We were right there. Well, that's why. That's why we felt like that's that. That's why we were feeling shit and we were expecting something to just walk up because God only knows what the fuck was and walking I felt, around there. I felt so bad too because you were just trying to calm down to drive oh, and I'm like, I need you to go. I need you to go. God. I need you to I go. Like, I need I'm to sorry. I'm trying not to wreck and I don't do well at night. And Fuck. And I, I said, do you want me to drive? And we both said, but neither one of us want to get out of the car <laughs> to switch. I was like, bitch, I will crawl over you. I will crawl. Like, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Fuck this. That was freaky as shit. Oh my god, that was terrifying. That we were was like, terrifying. let's go back tomorrow in the daytime. And which wasn't really any less terrifying. No, it was. It was better. We well, no, it was. See. We could actually see. Because when you were talking scary. about no street lights, there were no lights. There were no lights in that area at all. We couldn't see anything. And they were saying the thing like, you, well, wherever we, we ended the up The GPS being on the other was side. stupid. Yeah. It was not showing us where it was. Which, you know, that, that fucks with me even more when places like that are that touted to be that haunted that like GPSs <laughs> don't work, compasses don't work. It's like, it's like it purposefully does not want to be found and doesn't want you to find it. Okay, cool. Great. We wouldn't have found Waverly if I didn't Makes know Makes two that, of us. <laughs> if I didn't know that that was a fucking golf course sign to turn into. I'm like, I would have never known I was supposed to go to a golf course <clears throat> to find Well, the, the reformatory creeps up on you, too. You start going down that road, and all of a sudden, boom, boom there it is. You like, literally right screamed. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> well, because it's so massive, and all of a sudden it comes out of it comes nowhere. Out of and nowhere. me being the freak Shawshank Redemption fan that I am, I mean, I immediately recognized it. Like, as soon as I saw it, I went, ah! Like, I immediately, it was, I was like, so that's, cool. that's it. That's I'm so glad we got it. to see that in the daytime. Uh, yes. That was dope. Yeah, because I really wanted, not being able to see Waverly in the daytime kind of sucked, because... It's massive. It was creepy already, driving up but, on that, though. Oh, my God. That driving up, I was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I, just, <laughs> I was trying to calm myself because I had psyched myself up so much. And I'm like, 
We need to we need down. to uh, buy some tickets for this year. Yeah, for uh, either the Eastern State or the one that we were gonna do the um, Trans Allegheny because that's slightly closer Virginia than Pennsylvania. Actually, Eastern State's closer. I think Eastern Is it State's. Really? Oh, you're, well, you're just four going. And a half you're just hours. going in two separate directions. And I think uh, the other one, Trans Allegheny, I think is uh, eight. Oh, okay. That's yeah, well, that's that'll both of those will have to be an overnight, two separate directions, overnight stay. Um, I did want to mention about uh, a of all things, Smithsonian uh, expedition that uh, was sent to investigate the Mokele Mbembe back uh, between nineteen nineteen and nineteen twenty. It was a thirty-two man expedition. It's a lot of man. Uh, the objective of this expedition was to secure additional specimens for plants and animals. Moving picture photographers <clears throat> from the Universal Film Manufacturing Company accompanied the expedition in order to document the life of the interior of Africa. According to cryptozoologists Lauren Coleman and Patrick Huey? H-U-Y-G-H-E, yeah, you figure that out. Authors of the Field Guide to Lake Monsters, African guides found large unexplained tracks along the banks of a river and later in a swamp. The team heard mysterious roars as well. Mm. So, yeah. Um, uh, there's also a train ride through a flooded area that many have supposedly seen a dinosaur from the locomotive uh, passing, apparently causing it to derail at one point. Um, so yeah, roars and footprints. <clears throat> but hippopot if you didn't know, uh, hippopotamuses' footprints are huge. Also, and again, they there make was that one report. They roar. Yeah. They make a they make a sound that sounds like a fucking roar. If you didn't know that, <laughs> not that. If you didn't know that hippos made that sound, then you would think it was possibly a fucking dinosaur. <clears throat> you wouldn't you wouldn't know what it was. See, that's the thing about Bigfoot whoops and Bigfoot sounds. Yeah. People record those and they try to match it with any other animal sounds, and it doesn't match anything. Roars like that, I feel like you could match them with a hippo or a rhino or whatever. Oh, <laughs> well, it was always rumored that, um, you know, because of the areas that big, because Bigfoot is mostly seen uh, in America in the Pacific Northwest region, that's also an area that's highly populated by elk. And we know what an elk sound, you know, we've done our Skinwalker episode. We know elk sounds are very strange, especially when they're in heat. And if people don't know that that's the sound, and I didn't know until recently uh, that that's the sound that an elk makes. Uh, my husband's always known. But um, mooses, elks, that's the sound that they make when they're in rut, meaning heat, males specifically. And um, that that kind of sounds even... Even that particular sound kind of sounds like a like a whoop, like a Bigfoot whoop sound. But if you play them close enough next to each other, you hear the difference. Mm -hmm. You do. The a Bigfoot whoop sounds very human. That elk sound sounds like an animal. Yeah, it sounds like an elk. It sounds like an animal. That's why that movie Willow uh, Creek fucked me up so bad. Right, but that Bigfoot, those Bigfoot sounds <clears throat> sound 
you you could mistakenly think that it's the elk in rut, but if you really listen to it, it sounds very, 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 very human. Bitch, I tell you what, I want to see one from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. Yes, from a distance. Yeah, I, I personally, yes, but far, far away, thank you. Close enough to where I can actually see you. I want to get some details. But far away enough where I'm like, cool. You look at me, I look at you, we nod. And then and we, you know, we keep it moving. You, yeah, we both I'm not keep trying it moving. To, I'm not trying to mess I with you. I won't take a picture. No. No pictures. Nothing. No. I just I, I have I this experience. You. I saw you. You saw me. We good. Sup. Bye. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. Just because I, I don't. I feel the same way with paranormal experiences I've had. I know I don't have any, like, physical proof proof, but I went through it. So that's all I need is that I know I had this I mean, experience. we have some physical proof. And, right, right. But some things we don't. But I know that I went through it. And I know that I couldn't explain it. So it's my own personal experience. And I that's why I always encourage people that if it is something that they're interested in to go out and explore for themselves because everybody is going to have their own different experiences or not at all. It depends on what you're willing to open yourself up to. But don't always rely on someone else's experiences because everybody is going to have different ones. I just want to everybody say that is. I'm really happy that you've gotten touched now and you understand what that's like. Oh my God, it feels like cobwebs. It was so funny because you didn't it's, understand yeah. when we would be walking and I would stop and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I go, I got touched. When you get touched, you can't, it's almost like your body stops and you just can't But move. that's the closest thing I can describe it as the cobweb feeling. Just like a okay. cob, like a spider or a cobweb, like when you walk through it a spider feels like web electricity and you feel, and you feel like, but I mean that, that actual like touch because mm -hmm. it's not a. It's not a hand, it's not skin. But then when you know it's not a cobweb, you're like, what in the fuck is that? And then it go, but then there's just so much else that goes into it too, because you do feel the it is almost like a static. Because there's and so much energy it's in the air. Really cold. Well, it's the energy. Yeah. If you think if you really believe in spirits, spirits manifest by pulling energy which would make sense that an area that's experiencing that would not only feel like a static charge, it would also be cold mm -hmm. because it's pulling energy. So yeah, it makes, it makes sense. And you do. I, that is one thing that is very hard to describe if you've never felt it as cold spots. That's a really, because I it, used to watch Ghost Adventures and I'm like, oh, I used cold to be like, spots I'm are like, bullshit. Bitch. I used to go, mm. I mean, I didn't flat out say it was bullshit, but like, no pun intended, like my skeptical hippo face was like, mm, I don't know. And then I felt it and I was like, oh, cold spot. It's literally just one spot that's just randomly cold for no reason other than that is a spirit. I will never forget how cold that's that drawing energy. I'll never forget how cold that room got. And that's why I want, man, that's uh, a t one of those. Cause 
honestly, I think that's the best way to gauge it on those shows is when they do the te- when the temperature drop. You have to read the temperature gauges. Yeah, that's that's about the only way definitively that you yeah. know is like if in the room it's like seventy four, but all of a sudden you go over to this one spot. And it's like 67 degrees and you're like, wait a minute now. <laughs> Hold and, then up. When, and then when it's gone, it goes back to the same as what the room temperature was. Well, and then you have to take into account if a room has no, you know, if, there's, if a room has no windows, there's no breeze, there's no vents, there's like, then where is this coming from? How do you explain a sudden drop in temperature in a room with no breeze, no vents, and it's just in one centralized area? Like, how the fuck else would you explain that? That's, I've never heard anybody explain it as far as an electrical interference or. You can't. Yeah, it doesn't, it just doesn't well, we, make we any just, sense. Well, we just like when we set up in that room and it was comfortable. I was warm. It was yeah. comfortable. The window was closed. The heat was off. The air was off. Everything was off. I tell you what, if those lights weren't on, you could see my breath. Yeah. That's... I was shivering. I was so cold. Yeah, that's. I will never forget that. That was insane. And then as soon as we asked them to leave, the room got warm again. Like that. I did want to leave off on one thing, even though we just kind of went completely. This whole episode's been from dinosaurs to Satan to paranormal. We do that all the time. (laughs) If you're if you're new to us, welcome. This is what we do. If you're not, you're used to it by now. But uh, I did want to end on saying to bring up the spiritual element. That was another thing I found that was really interesting, too, is that a lot of people uh, in and around that area possibly believe that um, Mokele Membe is not not even a physical creature, that it's actually something spiritual, almost kind of like how certain cultures have, uh, well, you know, I mean, like, if you didn't want to believe, if you didn't want to believe that a skinwalker was a physical being, it could be a spiritual you know from what is that indian Navajo. thank you um <laughs> but yeah i think there have been a lot of cultures to where they could have they could describe it in physical manif- manifestations but uh it's really something more spiritual that's been passed down uh from generation to generation in certain cultures so I don't know. Very interesting. It was pretty cool very, to talk very about a dinosaur, though. Like, that is... I can I can totally We've see never even done one on Loch We never have. So that's now that why I think I, about it. <laughs> no, we haven't. Well, I kind of... Because I kind of feel like that one's been... That one has been beaten to death. Let's let's be honest. The, Loch Ness, monster, the Loch Ness Monster story has just been... Yeah, but I wanted to do a Bigfoot episode mainly because I do believe in Bigfoot. I do believe it actually existed yeah. at one time if it doesn't still. Loch Ness Monster is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I could believe Loch Ness is real only because we only know 1% of what's in the ocean. But that doesn't even drain... It's not the Loch... Oh, you mean just like specifically that spot? That spot. Okay. <laughs> is it possible that other areas, other ocean, you know, other oceans, other areas could have sea creatures still to this day? Oh, I'm I'm not. We have you mean no that fucking spot. That specific spot. I think the Loch Ness monster is bullshit. That picture's total, fake. That picture is it's it's totally fucking fake. We know it's fake. I, I think anything else they've seen. Th- 
the, it's just been geographically the area is so small and for anything to try to get in and out of even where the narrow waterway leads out into the ocean nothing that fucking big that's, that same, fucker's like we gotta die squeeze like it's not yeah and then for it to sustain in that small of an area to not well and then you know you'd have to have more than one for it to procreate because actually because there's been reports and sightings for how long? Like how fucking long? You mean to tell me live? that motherfucker's eight hundred and fifty million years? Yeah, it's still and it's still the only fucking one around. Like no, I'm not buying that. So yeah, that's why I just and and every time, every time they do a story about Loch Ness, they never fucking find anything. They never find a goddamn thing. I don't know how many TV shows, how much money they've spent on all these stupid expeditions, and they never fucking find anything. I still watch them because it's beautiful shots of the gorgeous area of Scotland. God. I mean, it's fucking... I would love to visit there. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. fucking absolutely Shout out to gorgeous. behind the screen. Exactly. <laughs> you all live... There's, like, castles dude, and shit. Let me tell you something. Lucy sent me a picture of something close to where she lives, covered in snow, and I was like, bitch, Scotland is gorgeous. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we want to go, but you know, COVID. Well, yeah, not right now. But we're going. But we're going. We're going. Just not right now. We're going to have a big podcast party with behind the screens. <laughs> with Lucy, Lindsay, Dave, and Ian. <laughs> oh, you're better than me. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at names. By the time we get this late, I'm like, I don't even remember my own fucking name. So. <laughs> I mean, I talk to them like on a regular basis, kind of. Know. So yeah. I, I have an advantage. <laughs> That's true. Shout out. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I guess that's it. That's all I got. Yum, yum, yeah. Yum, 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 You guys, I moved last weekend and my brain has been living in the sunlight, loving in the moonlight, having a one. Like, literally, that's Tiny Tim. Uh, Mercury retrograde. It was a new moon last night that kicks me in the asshole. Every fucking new moon. And I'm an insomniac, when the so... Turns by, that's my... <laughs> so, my friend Carrie the other day was talking about how she was watching um, Annabelle Comes Home, and she's like, you know what, I really want to watch The Conjuring after this. And then the next day, I get a text that said, so I was going to watch The Conjuring last night, but my friend pulled me in to watch Twilight. I'm like... But are you mad? <laughs> I personally would rather watch the contract. I personally, I mean, <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would too. But yeah, do but I mean, if you never film, right? Because exactly. Conjuring is comfort, and then you watch Twilight, and then you, yeah, yeah, exactly. She just did it out of order. It's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So next week we will be discussing the Valentine's Day massacre. Happy Valentine's Day! In two days. Yeah, so I think everybody pretty well familiar with the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, but there has been a huge amount of hauntings in that area ever, spookies. ever since. Lots of spookies. spookies Happy spookies. You know, spookies anytime. I saw a cartoon or a cartoon strip, comic strip that I follow online, and in the one frame... This little kid's like having to fill out Valentine's for school, and he's like, This is some stupid made up holiday. And the very next frame, he's like, I love pink Halloween because he's got all these Valentine's. I love pink Halloween, and I'm like, That's what I'm gonna refer to it now pink Halloween. 
You know, everybody always tells me, they're like, when you're with someone, you'll like Valentine's Day. I've been with people and hated the holiday when I was with them. Valentine's Day is stupid. Me and my roommate hate it so much that we've created our, we're each other's Valentine. My roommate is my cousin. (laughs) We're each other's Valentine. We order food in and we watch romantic comedies and laugh and that's our Valentine's Day. Yeah, my husband was like, do you want anything for Valentine's Day? I'm like, no. Like, no offense, but I don't like flowers. I think the only time we actually, the only significant, well, I mean, obviously when we were first dating, but stuff, you know, get me flowers and stuff, but uh, I think the only, like, significant thing we ever really did on a Valentine's Day was the first Deadpool came out on Um, that's important. And I was like, that's all I want to do on Valentine's Day is I want Deadpool. That's so, like, important. That, yeah, that was... That is a very important day. Now, the best Valentine's, Valentine's Day present day I've ever gotten was from my one of my best friends, who's still one of my best friends. She made me a bouquet of bacon. Hell yeah. I don't know how she hid the smell from me. You don't have to do that for Valentine's Day. You can do that anytime. I mean, yeah, but she... she Because when I was younger, I said this. I said I've always wanted a bouquet of bacon for Valentine's Day because I hate flowers. She remembered it. That's hilarious. And she did it for That's me. Such a random thing to say that you want, though. No offense. And she fucking did it. I mean, I can't say anything though because I do random shit all the time. But no offense. I still to this day though don't know how she. Hit I mean, the it's smell. a it's a great gift. I'm not I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying. Uh, I know it was is very specific. as an extremely <laughs> random fucking thing in childhood to specifically request. Because you don't like flowers. That is incredibly fucking random. I just had to point that out. No, it is. Because I'm like, that's a great gift. Wonderful. We do that anytime, not just Valentine's Day. But that is like, holy shit. (laughs) And I still to this day don't know how random and specific as fuck. How she hid the smell. Because when I walked into the apartment, I didn't smell it. Yeah, that's weird. Because... Bacon, you smell fucking bacon. Oh, you smell bacon. Like, and I'm I'm a fucking hound when it comes to bacon. I'll smell it. That's a very distinctive. I mean, it like if I microwave it, it like the smell like lingers in your microwave. It's kind of great, though. Yeah, it's kind of wonderful because like everything tastes or smells. Like... Thanks, Annie. I still remember it. I had a picture of it like a hundred years ago. No, I want bacon. All right. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> as you know, we have socials. Facebook, Instagram, and (laughs) Facebook. It's well, I mean, it is Friday night. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning makes some bacon. (laughs) Don't do that. (coughs) Make some bacon. Um, We have socials Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us at Don't Fuck with the Original. Um, If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to say hey, of course, we have that email dfwto8493 at gmail.com. Also, we are on uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Leave us a review, follow, subscribe, and you always know when we put out new episodes, especially in times like these when we had to do it at a different day just because of bad winter weather. Now, just hitting you guys with a warning, next week is supposed to be really bad. They keep saying Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they changed it to Monday, Thursday, so I don't really know what's going to happen. It just seems like Monday is going to be bad. So, as of right now, it's staying Wednesday, so just stay tuned and make sure to follow our socials to know if anything else is going to be different. I think that's it.
Okay, we got it. Okay, you guys have a great week. Bye, stay safe.